your pals. <laughs> Smoking that bud from Seth Rogen, Dave Franco. It's your pals. Kingsters. And welcome to episode 116, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean, man. <sighs> Sorry about that. I have no idea what came. I just had that little tickle in the back of the throat. And I was sitting there all program. I was like, red leather, yellow leather. Red yellow, red leather, yellow leather. I was like getting live face. Ah, live face. Ooh, I was all getting all geared in for the intro. And I'm like, ever <laughs> since somebody just went, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Hi, welcome part to two breakdown of the show. Yes, and oh by the way, Ed and I are in the intimate studio tonight. <laughs> uh it's it's Christmas time. What that usually means is that Ed's wife takes the big table to line up Christmas town. Yes. And that re- replies of what kind of tchotchkes? Well, it's a lot of the small houses you would see in a lot of like Lowe's or, or uh, Home Depot that they sell. And then we have all like the Year of Sit Without Santa Claus characters standing around in this little town. Oh, okay. So it's very saccharine. <laughs> very sugary sweet and Christmas-like. So for when that happens, Ed has to pull out the little card table. Yes. So instead of like a long, like I would say the, the, the big table is what, five feet long? Yeah. You know, we get to spread out. But now, because it's it's the intimate setting, the table is about two feet wide. You know, it's two foot by two foot. It's a square. So it's like, hey, Stan, I'm sitting on your lap. Like, get off my lap. You're too happy. <laughs> I was a good boy this year. So yeah. So uh, if it sounds like we're a little bit more close, a little closer. Hi, this is the uh, two foot table. But normally we're somewhere before like that. Like, hey, Ed, how you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Welcome to part two of episode 116 of Geeks. I'm your host, Sean, and over there's Ed. Here in part two, we talk life, the universe, and everything with Erica, where we bring up the sad demise of a legend yes. who doesn't get enough recognition as he should have, as well as Gamergate. Here it is, my final word on Gamergate, the best way. It's kind of like my my uh, thoughts on war games. The best way to win is not to play. Yes. But after that, we bring you releases of the week, where we talk about what's coming up in the week of December 9th in video games and movies. Mm-hmm. And we talk about what's coming up, what's coming out, and stuff we would buy and probably not buy. <laughs> but you... Fans of the show already know that. For you new people, why am I talking like this? I have no clue. I just feel like a little closer to you. <laughs> like, oh, let me, let me buy you some popcorn for this movie. <laughs> Hi. Did you come here alone? <laughs> <laughs> Are you listening to us in bed? If so, cuddle up. <laughs> let the soulful stylings of geeksters lull you to sleep. If you listen to us in your car... Don't, but that's not the gear shift you're holding on to. That's the awesome power of Geeksters. So rev that engine. Remember last week we were talking about creepy rapey? Yeah, creepy rapey? <laughs> that's creepy rapey? Is it the creepy rapey? Yes. 
Yeah, if you're just waking up in the morning, hey, hey, good morning. I feel like I feel like I should be playing. Uh, I got you, babe. <laughs> Groundhog's Day, day. Yes. babe. I got you, babe. So uh, yeah, I mean that's what you're looking forward to in part two. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy, um, and we'll see you at the end. Now don't you just wing on over to AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just a track with that radio and those apps. We're back and it's Geeksters. And it's Geektastic. Yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. How do I bring, do I bring this back? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Let me just kind of make up shit. But you know what time it is, Ed? Is it time for us to light our farts on fire? Oh, no. Jesus Christ, he'll okay. blow up the that's, building. That's burning up the Yule Log. Ew. Gross. And I was like, just... <laughs> Windows get blown out. It'd be like... <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd be a flash explosion. It'd be like... like it'd be a big fireball. It'd be okay. you just all singed. Like, you just like... You all walk out. One of us just goes with the top of the head. <laughs> Flame on the top of your hair. Yeah. There you go. Coughs and a big puff of smoke comes out. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> you just kind of we all get soot in our face. <laughs> wow. Like we're right out of the Three Stooges or right out of Home Alone. Since <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the holidays time. <laughs> I know, Ed. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Oh. Or at least my favorite. Yes. Yes, it's time for... Life. Give me a beat. Beep. Beat. Uh, beat. Janet Jackson. There you go. Life. Universe. And everything. I shouldn't have picked the HD version of life, <laughs> universe, and everything with Erica. Here at Geeksters, it's time for the part of the show we call life, universe, and everything. What's the subject of this week's show? We don't know, but it's time for life, universe, and everything with Erica. With that intro, it better be good. <laughs> that was actually pretty good, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. No fucking pressure. On I was actually quite impressed. I was like, hey! I'm glad I'm not following that, Erica! <laughs> it started off a little shaky, but then I was sitting there looking at the time going, oh, wait! Uh, all right. All right, so... So what do you got this week? couple things, actually. One article was something that I had picked out um, that I wanted to talk with you guys about, given that you're gamers, or at least... Sean is Ed. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, I think nothing. I don't know if you actually yeah, consider yourself. Yeah. No, but do you consider yourself a gamer? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. 
No, not even close. Not even. I'm not even the realm of Sean. I mean, even my wife's actually more of a gamer than I am. So. <laughs> So. Yeah, she plays that Disney game. No, she plays uh, Animal Crossing. She plays a Disney game, but she, there's like a lot of games she plays. Yeah. So, all right. So, all what's right. Uh, what was the arc we were going to start with this week? So, what I was going to start with this week was GamerGate, partially because I don't understand what the fuck it is. I've done a lot of research, and I'm still really confused. And maybe it's just because I'm not a gamer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Okay. I gotta be honest. I'm I'm vaguely familiar with the GamerGate. I I I have four tabs open right now just on GamerGate. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Um, this was something I actually posted on the Facebook uh, page okay. earlier today. Yes. Um, Ralph Bear, who's the inventor of the first video game go- video game console, has died at the age of 92. Um, he's the one who invented Simon. Which I used to, I played that game a lot when I was a kid. My mom had bought it and she would leave it out for us to play. For those who don't remember, it's the Simon, it's the beep, Oliver version of the Simon Says game. Where it was beep, like four beep, different beep, colors. Yes, four, four, four different colors and you had to follow the pattern. Right. Um, and it was, it was kind of like bopping. Made very popular by uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> <laughs> that whole final scene with the lights and the boop, 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 boop. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. 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 I loved playing Simon though. Like, and, if um there were a couple times you know the batteries went dead so my mom took the batteries out and she didn't always replace them right away <laughs> we would pretend it was like we would pretend it was like a computer console so yeah it was a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> say it like it's a bad thing <laughs> all right so we just had good imagination <laughs> fuck you <laughs> We actually used the computer. I mean, you, know, you, know. <laughs> you we, guys were using we a were computer. high class. <laughs> Apparently. I just had Simon. I'm okay with that. Anyway, so, but yes, Ralph Baer has passed away at the age of 92. Um, he, uh, he was a German immigrant and inventor. He created the very first home video game console in the late 60s, simply called the quote-unquote brown box. Mm. Um, later, it came to be known as the Magnavox magnavox odyssey in 1972 after he licensed out the design um and the device set the footprint for home consoles to this date a computer in a box that was manipulated with controllers and connected to a television um he also he also developed a light gun controller that was bundled with a shooting game and it's widely believed to be the first ever uh video game peripheral later he designed simon i I honestly think i had that peripheral the um because my very first gaming console Mm -hmm. Was this triangular, like pyramid-looking shape mm-hmm. thing, mm. three-dimensional pyramid? One side had, you know, the, all the power controls, like the on-off, what mm-hmm. channel, and stuff like that. Another one of the sides had um, um, a holster with a light gun, mm-hmm. the, and then the other side, yeah, try, yeah. There was another side with mm. the paddles that you would pull off, and they were attached that you could play pong with. Okay, and then there was like another, another like face to it that I couldn't I can't try to remember like pyramid what's got four one. sides yeah four sides yeah, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> <thanks. laughs> I'm just trying to remember what the last one was I don't know I for life me I can't remember but it was it was a brown and it was it, it kind of had like a one of those fake brown wood green kind of yeah, patterns the to cabinet it. you know like, yeah, the, like the wood paneling that you would have in your house yes. back in the 70s yeah and it was it was like it was that color and I like that uh no, no, no. This yeah. was more more pyramid in shape, uh, like three dimensional pyramid. It was brown and black, and God, I wish I could remember the name of it because it was so long. Um, 
I remember taking it with me to my aunt's house, mm. plugging into like the little black and white TV, mm. and playing like you know Through the RF modulator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing the like antenna pong. with the two with the two screws that you would just screw yeah. in a flathead screwdriver, yeah. and then and, and then oh, plug it in, and there was a switch that would switch the TV to game that. Yes. Uh, well, that's more modern. Mm. Uh, wait, let me take a look at the top line. Like that's uh, the basic design of it. Yeah, kind of like this one right there. That's that third one from the top. That yes. one. Yeah, I think. that one. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little like that one. Okay. Yeah, except I remember because again I'm a kid. I don't know. I remember being more taller. Mm. It wasn't like a pier. It was yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't think I remember having that one. That. For those playing the home game, the one we were looking at was the Telstar Arcade from 1977. That might have been it. The Telstar does sound familiar. Okay. It sounds kind of familiar, and 77 would be about right, because it was, it was just... It, all you had was Pong and the shooting game. Yeah. And and Breakout. That was the other one. Yeah, it was... It was you had to think the last the one... Was, the paddles were... The paddles the... The, uh, the... There's the Pong game from 1976. Yeah, but this was like all like yeah. it was like a con. It was like all three games in one. Mm-hmm. I'll post this link. It's this is um classic arcade consoles. This is a, a website that somebody I guess just yeah. Put I mean, stuff it's, up. I'm sure somebody probably yeah. figured out. Probably but yeah, I'll Smith- I'll post this up on Smithsonian arcade. Institute at this moment. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know what? If it wasn't for him, we probably wouldn't have the gaming industry that we have now. Yeah, yeah. He I started mean, the whole thing, really, because he, he was. He was. I remember stories of him. He was telling stories of uh, he was working in New York for a television manufacturer, and they wanted to test his tubes to test the screens because you would have to um, before they could like hook it up, you know, with the, with all the tubes and stuff. They had to make sure each each one was good before they put mm-hmm. put in mass production. So he would test it, and they go, "What do you What do you do?" So he invented this basically the first pong game. To play because it was like lines that he right. would go up and down mm-hmm. with the with the ball going back and forth, and that was like the the test. And if you put the tubes in the right order, you could you could play pong on the television right. like in the forties, like going back or that far back with him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> playing pong. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I remember having that as a kid, and then obviously went to Atari. And then my my progression from gamer went from um, that console to Atari to lap, to desktop computer, um, intermixed with a Nintendo, then PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Like I had the um, PlayStation before I had the Xbox, the original Xbox, the mm-hmm. big hunk of console mm-hmm. with the big giant X it was green and black. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean. Happens to us all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but this guy would be the, I would say, the Copernicus of video gaming. Yeah. He was the pioneer. He was... Uh, yeah, he was the, a giant. He was a, a leader among men. A giant among men. A god among mortals. And that's the thing about him, which is sad, is, is that, that you know, he's kind of like the uh, like the Jack Kirby, you know, kind of thing. He designed something that's so great, but yet he Never. didn't really get rewarded for it. Like, yeah. that was the thing. Like, he made that system, and then other people just copied it. Yeah. And made you know made modifications to it that yeah. it's like I'm not infringing on your patent. I'm just making something that's similar to it, and then they could make a lot more money because they have deeper pockets because they have companies that could do marketing right. and all that kind of fun, happy stuff. Marketing, distributing, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those. Yeah, I mean, it's again, we wouldn't have. I wouldn't be able to talk about the crew this week if it wasn't for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
And people can kind of go, well, there's always been computers and stuff like that. But yeah, but I mean, he kind of, he brought gaming to the mainstream, yeah. right? In a, in a way. Before it was just kind of like, and I mean, as you before, said, tests and stuff. Yeah, and before that, computers were really for for companies to, you know, like they, yeah. it wasn't like we would have, you know, I'm sitting here with a laptop that can fold up on itself and become a tablet. Right. You know, this was not even possible, you know. It wouldn't have been. It, 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 it would have. Yeah. It, it wouldn't it, have been until Star Trek: The Next Generation before we had touchpads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's you know something that evolved, and you know we absolutely needed those pioneers to go in and make the you know. There's always going to be a first of everything, you yeah. know. So we needed him to go in and and do that. The first going into the door is usually the one who gets the least amount of credit. Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's unfortunately because you know like you said like someone comes by steals borrows the idea and, you know, spins it around and washes it and makes it flashier packaging and mm-hmm. they get credit for the boom. But it's, that first guy going in usually never gets the recognition or, you know, accommodations that are deserved. Yeah. It's always, it's always seems like the second person going in right. always gets the pat on the back going, yay. Because I remember he was on G4 a decade ago. They would interview him and, you know, talking about it. And it didn't really bother him as much. Like, you know, he was happy the where, where his career went with mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. He was okay with it. But there was articles that he was trying to, you know, go, hey, you know what? I should get something, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think he deservedly so. I mean, yeah. I, it's probably at that point where you kind of go, you know what? I'm okay with it, but I got grandkids. Right. I got kids. You know, like I would like to make sure that my They're family, well off. Yeah. my mm-hmm. family is comfortable enough that they don't want to want for nothing. So how about giving me like you know like five percent of the pong sales or right, yeah, you know, or, or something. Like I mean, well, look, like you, you brought comic books like Jack Kirby, Simon and Schuster, mm-hmm. um, Simon Siegel, Siegel and <laughs> Schuster. That's why I meant Simon and Schuster. I'm like, no, that's a publishing company. <laughs> you know, those people who created the comic books that are now just starting to get residuals i mean mm. like you know right before this the 79 superman movie warner brothers worked it out with schuster and siegel mm. to start getting paid you know mm-hmm. for their yeah creations. one was working as a clerk somewhere yeah. in california you know as a uh uh pan clerk or something like that it was like there's, it's like it's amazing like it's like you know doing a low-end yeah. job there's a, a real nice podcast well kevin smith does a podcast of uh, fat man on batman mm-hmm he sits down and talks to Neil Adams, the artist, and, you know, the guy who did pretty much him and Denny O'Neill did a lot of the, pre, you know, the premier articles of the of comic book heroes of the 70s. Like, they mm. brought, you know, the, the famous cover of Green Arrow, Green Lantern, my, my ward is a junkie, you know? <laughs> uh, and they brought, like, Batman to the more deeper, darker. They introduced Ra's al Ghul, Talia mm. Ghul. But um, the interview with, with Neil Adams, he was the guy who, who pretty much campaigned, helped campaign the way towards making sure these guys got to keep their art got to it wasn't it used to be just work for hire now mm-hmm. he helped deliver them into what I guess you might say the golden age of our you know comic books where making sure the people who created the character gets credit for the character gets yeah. a little scratch for the character mm-hmm. gets lets them to keep their own art because a lot of times it was you know work for hire i keep it you you give me the work here's a hundred bucks you give it to me i hold on to it i produce it i make millions off of it but you got paid for that one th- that yeah. one time. Yeah. You know, so... 50 bucks. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to know the history of all that stuff, like, that's... Go to... Look for the first... Sit down with Neil Adams and Fat Man on Batman. That's a primo listen. Okay. For your geek peers. But... But... but so, I, I can see why he's like, hey, you know what? I'm getting up there. I got mm-hmm. grandkids. Mm-hmm. 
I I'm satisfied with where it's at. And like my grandkids are now playing, you know, PS3, PS4, right. something that wouldn't have been existed if I was around. And I tried telling them, going, you know what? That wouldn't be there. It wasn't me. And they're 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 calling me full of shit. I'm an old man. They're going, fuck you, grandpa. You don't know shit. Oh yeah, you help design this. Play this game. (laughs) (laughs) If you know so much, here, here's Super Mario Brothers. It's about the easiest game ever. Go for it. And he's like, done. He's like, done. Holy crap. (laughs) No, I would see more like, yeah, we'll play uh, Street Fighter. Like, yeah, something like he wouldn't, because he's used to Pong and yeah. light guns. Like, yeah, well, how about this one where you got to do Fatality, where it's up, down, left, right, A, B, A, B. He's like, who do you think, who do you think made that code? Me! <laughs> <laughs> I am the origin of that code. Yeah, know your origins. I'm Grandpa, I'm the guy, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be sitting there playing. You wouldn't be sitting there wasting time with those video games. <laughs> On two levels. You wouldn't be sitting levels. there letting your brain get rotted. <laughs> You're welcome. It's up. Damn it, I created monsters. Cane drop walks out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can't go far because he needs his cane to walk. He's trying to get out of his chair. He's like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Help Grandpa. Yeah. Damn you kids and there's one boy. <laughs> so yeah, sad day in the world of gaming, but you know, all good things come to an end. Yeah. Yeah. So if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be going home later tonight and playing the crew. Like <laughs> So <laughs> Proper send off for him, I guess. <laughs> I don't have any beer to pour out like I was just thinking that too, like you know, pour some on the ground for your for your homie. Pour one out for his homie, but I guess yeah. the only sound you really can think of a guy who before you start playing is the Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, okay, now let's get to what I think is going to be the more heavier version. Yeah. So this Gamergate shit, I've been trying to avoid my entire ever since I even heard the name. Well, okay, so this is what prompted me to to really start thinking I, and about. Just it. so you know, I have the Wikipedia page. Open so up. do I. And did you notice at the top of the Wikipedia page, <laughs> it says, "Okay, uh, article this article has multiple issues. Please help improve it." But yeah. it's protected by from editing until April twenty second, twenty fifteen, or until editing disputes have been resolved yes yeah and that which yeah. i had to, i was like it's a little bit funny i hate to say well i think i know what the editing disputes are it's because wikipedia is one of those things where anybody can add stuff yeah i think it's one of those things where people are not it's so convoluted and it's mm-hmm. so like this and that and somebody will have an opinion about like about about it and mm. not based on any kind of fact so yeah and they're just putting their opinions All right, in. so can you think you can briefly summarize what Gamergate is for Ed? I will, uh, yeah. I will do. And, and the audience. I mean, I'm sure I will do right my now best. somebody out there is good, was all about it because they've been following it since day one. I've heard here and there. I tried reading about it, and I'll be honest. I'm like, you know what? Does this really fucking matter? You That's know? kind of what I was thinking. but I, And I'll, I'll get to exactly why, like... This sort. This made me start thinking about it a little bit more. So I, I literally Google GamerGate for dummies. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Fair I enough. don't know where the fuck to start. Well, there you go. 
So, because I, I tried reading, like, I, I figured if anybody would have a, a halfway decent article on it, it would be Forbes. <coughs> and Forbes has a ton of Gamergate articles, but they're all written from the perspective of people who are, I guess, in the gaming community. So I'm sitting there going, hi, no fucking clue what's right. happening over here. Dumb it down for me. All right. So this is from ajbeamish.wordpress.com. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, but this is Gamergate in a nutshell. Iran uh or Aaron Jagoni or something. I don't know. I I know I just butchered his name. I don't care. Um finds out that um the woman that he's with, Zoe Quinn, has been sleeping around on him. And it seems that one of the people that he was that she was sleeping with was a um was a, a gaming journalist. Okay. And she's a gaming developer too. So there's this okay. whole, you know, he's okay. saying, well, you know, she was sleeping around on me and she was getting, you know, like better reviews because of it. Right. Okay. In in the music industry, it was called payola. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And music for, for Ed has this confused look. I know what payola is. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Good. For the people who don't, it's basically a guy going in. So basically, That's from, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to put it into the gamer aspect of it, because uh-huh. I mean, most of it, I mean, like most of the majority of gamer developers are men. Okay, you know, uh, okay. and it does, it does kind of touch saying, on. I'm that. not saying like it's not like you know 90 10 or whatever. Right, it's probably saying, like 60 40. Okay, you know uh, whatever. So yeah, but the idea was that in the 70s, if you wanted your record play, there would be a guy from a promoter uh-huh. who'd come in and go, "Hey, I got the new Led Zeppelin album." Uh, we want you to play it for us, and if you play it for us, here's a bindle of coke, or here's some tickets to um, your show that you can give away. Well, there was, was a there was a famous DJ in New York. I forget his name, but he was so famous I forgot his name. name right? <laughs> <laughs> they would slip a hundred dollar bills into the record layout, yeah, yeah, thing jackets to yeah. It was know, basically yeah, like like hey buddy, will you do me a favor? Here's a little. It's like pay, like paying off a bribe, or like, yeah, you know, the classic you know mobster get mobster paying off the cops to. Look the other way when they do something in a in a criminal element. Mm-hmm. So, all right, yeah. yeah. So okay, so guys getting his 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 chick Zoe's bagging another dude who does yeah. who does write ups. Who's who, yeah? Who's you know? And they're he's a video game reviewer. Yeah, and in this one, um, in this article, they're referring to him as quote unquote journalists. Um, oh yeah. And journalism and gaming can be more accurately described as marketing. Hence the quotations. That's from the article, so just putting that out there. Um, Gamers caught wind of this and rightfully voiced their objections to the obvious conflict of interest. Um, Keep in mind that, uh, and again, this is all from the article, keep in mind that the lack of of objectivity in gaming, quote-unquote journalism, is something gamers have been aware of and complaining about for quite some time now. Um, So what happened from there is that a bunch of people started attacking zoe quinn personally and threatening you know sending her death threats sending her threats of rape um you know stuff that really they shouldn't be fucking doing like no did you know should she have you know been banging another guy that's not for us to say you know maybe not you know but at the same time like don't attack her on a personal level um but come back to that uh the unscrupulous uh gaming journos I guess that's a shorthand for journalists took this misstep by a few people in the gaming community and tried ramming the point home harder than fox news running with debunked obamacare horror stories all right stick with wow the facts. Uh, this i'm reading from here <laughs> that was a yell at them not me um using the words and actions of a few 
uh, cretinous individuals on the notorious troll haven we call 4chan, um, which I don't even know what the fuck 4chan is. No fucking clue. But anyway, um, as some sort of prime example of the mental state and vile behavior of all gamers to distract from the real issue of a serious lack of objectivity between the movers and shakers in the gaming industry and those who have chosen to report on them only serve to make gamers that much angrier. Okay, um, well, just so you know, 4chan's, according to it's a, um, it's basically a website where people get to post your comments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's usually done anonymously. Okay. So that's the reason why a lot of people go to 4chan is mm-hmm. because they can, that's where um, the whole um, fat gate came from. So there's some, the, the person who stole all those photos from Star's um, cell phones. Oh, that one. They were posted on the there, yeah. Dumped it on the 4chan or Reddit to help, you know, promote it. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, really? Let me, hold on a sec. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tapping out now. Yeah. All right. So, and and what they're saying is is that GamerGate is not about infidelity. It's not about the fact that this woman was sleeping with other people. It's about the. They're saying it's about the death of gaming journalism. Um, it's about the fact that these journalists. It's less. It's not as objective as it should be. That's okay. that's what they're saying that GamerGate is supposed to be about, but unfortunately, there's this you know there's all this sort well, of back and forth with. Okay, it. what I'm reading here in, in the Wikipedia page is that it says the GamerGate controversy began in August of 2014 and concerns misogyny and harassment in video game culture. While many supporters of the self-described GamerGate movement say that they are concerned about ethical issues in video game journalism, the overwhelming majority of com- of commentators have said that the movement is rooted in a culture war against women and the diversification of gaming culture. Uh, the controversy began after indie game developer Zoe Quinn's ex-boyfriend alleged that Quinn had been a romantic relationship with Nathan Grayson. Nathan Grayson, what a name. That sounds like a superhero. Yeah. It really did. I was just thinking that. Um, That's actually uh, Dick Grayson's uh, brother. <laughs> yeah, right. He's a, yeah, His he's, brother doesn't get taken in by Batman. That's right. Nathan Grayson is a journalist for a video game news site, uh, Kotaku, uh, which I've actually hit a couple times. Quinn was then subjected to severe misogynistic harassment, including false accusations that the relationship had led to positive coverage of Quinn's games. A number of the gaming industry members supportive of Quinn all were also subject to harassment, threats of violence, and the malicious broadcasting of personally identifiable information from them. Some of them fled their homes. The targets were mostly women and included Quinn, feminist media critic Anita Sarkinson, which I'm sure we'll get touch on at some point. The indie game developer, Brianna Wu, the harassment came from social media users, particularly those from 4chan, 8chan, and Reddit using the GamerGate hashtag. Often expressly anti-feminist and frequently misogynistic, these attack heightened discussions of sexism and misogyny in the gaming community. Uh, many involved in GamerGate hashtag has, had, has said that they have concern with ethics in video game journalism Members launched a campaign to convince ad providers to pull support from sales critical of Gamergate. The campaign and others like it have been widely criticized in the media as evidence that the ethics concern are a front for a culture war against the diversification of video game demographics. The Gamergate group origins in the false allegations and harassment of Quinn is failure to identify significant ethical issues in gaming media and is frequent criticism. Criticism of game critics who discuss issues of gender, class, and politics in the reviews have also been cited as evidence for this position. 
the unorganized, leaderless movement has hitherto been unwilling or unable to distance themselves from continued harassment. The events of Gamergate are widely attributed to perceived changes in threats of the quote-unquote gamer identity as a result of the ongoing diversification and malioration of the Maturation. Gaming. Maturation, thank okay. you. Miss the T. Uh, as video games have become or recognized as a popular art form, they have been subjected to social criticism and treated directly as a vehicle for such commentary. This movement, this move to recognize the game as art, as is thought to have prompted opposition from traditional "quote unquote" hardcore gamers who view games primarily as a form of entertainment. The resulting culture war led to the subsequent harassment and conflict. Which I want to say something real quick. So I think it's, I think that that sentence right there is kind of interesting because, I mean, from, I, I don't consider myself a gamer. Like, you know, we, I, I play games occasionally, right. but mm-hmm. not, again, not on the level that Sean does. Um, I would like to, but, you know, I, I don't have the time for it. It's one of those things. So, right. but anyway, um, I find it interesting, the idea that, hardcore gamers view games primarily as a form of entertainment i would think if anything they would be the ones viewing games as art not just entertainment um well i think you're wrong because you didn't do it quickly what she said i'm gonna do this quickly and she did oh Oh. but anyway (laughs) getting to that point that was the fact this is that if 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 i may i don't know see, see if you see if you agree with me on this the fact is is that I think hardcore gamers, they do view it as a lot of entertainment, but they take it to a level of uh, like self-achievement in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah, Some, sh- not all. I, I, uh, I can agree with that. Sure. Like, I mean, like if you're, you know, how many times have I said, <laughs> I've saved the galaxy numerous times. Are I ever going to thank you? No. And, and, I, and <laughs> the thing is, he jokes around like that, but sometimes I think there are times you're like, there is I did it. And you're like, you want to slam your, your controller down or something like that and go, well, I mean, it's, it's that controller drop, well, no, no. walk out. Well, okay. The best way to put it is, have you ever played a video game where you, or anything where you're stuck getting past something? Yes. Yeah. And then the moment you finally get past it, you go, oh, yes! Yes. Like, you know, like you're like, fuck yeah! That that high of accomplishment mm-hmm. or of achievement, yeah, it's addicting when you're playing a video game. Like, I'm playing the crew. It's a, it's a racing game. A couple times, I, I you have to come in first in almost every race. It's tough because I'm not good at that. Mm-hmm. So when I do get that accomplishment of hitting a, a getting first place in a race, I'm like, boom! Yeah, like, holy crap, it's great. So, I mean, I... I I kind of get it, but I'm trying to let's get back on track to go. What's your question? Like, what is so okay? Why is this the subject mm-hmm. of life, the universe, and everything with Erica? Okay, so the reason that I started thinking about it was because a friend of mine posted on Twitter about it, and then she basically she immediately had to take the post down because people started sending her threats. Okay, my, here's my first question. Mm-hmm. How much does she actually know about gamers? Oh, she's a, she's a huge gamer. Okay. Huge gamer. Yeah. Okay. Being a huge gamer and having an opinion about it is different than actually being behind the scenes of it. Like, I, I guess. But that's, but that's like, she, all she did was post an opinion and she started getting threats. Like, it, it just, it, <laughs> see, it feels very much like it has spiraled out of control. Um, I mean, and. I would say if it spiraled out of control, yeah. we would hear more about it. Yeah, it does seem like it's died down yeah. a little bit, but like I said, that's why I'm like... I, I think because... I the, haven't heard anything about it I, in a long time. I think it's because of people like me who go, this is an issue, get the fuck over it. 
And that's why I don't like I just like, like the core of the the ethics in gaming journalism. I can understand wanting to work that out. Hey, well, see, here's the thing: is if, let's say hypothetically, if, if this guy Quinn is even remotely honest about his girlfriend cheating on a guy, mm-hmm. and if that guy is polishing his reviews to give, let's say she makes okay, she makes a game. Mm-hmm. He reviews it. Mm-hmm. He's banging her. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep banging her. Yeah. So obviously, he's going to make sure that his his review mm-hmm. is. On the shinier sh- on the shinier side, yeah. if their game's reviewed by somebody she's not banging, they might be a little bit more critical, more honest. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is now people going like, look, because the whole ethics of the journalism, of the criticism, of the critics, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. It's like, those who can't do, cr- criticize. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, really. The guy doesn't, the guy doesn't make games. He's got a girlfriend that did, that mm-hmm. does. He bangs her. He's going to kiss her ass because he wants to keep getting laid. Yeah. So, no, baby, it's the best game ever. And everyone else is going, oh, my God, this game's shit. Yeah. Like, it comes down to your credibility as a as a, a, a critic. Yeah. If it starts happening, if you're the one person out of a hundred that's saying this game is great, mm-hmm. people are not going to take you seriously and ignore you. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to go other way. Like, whenever I read a, whenever I read a review on something... I don't go to the first person. I like kind of get an idea yeah. of where you read. Yeah, you read a lot of them. Basically, also too, since I have a hard time believing any critics because video games, just like movies, any form of entertainment is subject to personal taste. Yeah, one game may be great for Ed. I might think suck because I don't like that kind of game. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. You know. So when a critic says I hate this game because of these reasons. I'm always going, yeah, but a lot of the reasons why you don't like it, I do. So I think it's a great game. Yeah. You know, it really comes down to how you personally feel about it. Yeah. So if the guy's polishing his reviews because he's getting laid, who cares? You know, that that's mm-hmm. that's part that's part one. Yeah. The other part is, is people like um, this Anita Sarkinson. I, I don't really like talking about her because she's one of those women who... Self-proclaimed feminist mm-hmm. who started a Kickstarter program to help fund videos talking about feminism and misogynistic tones in video games. Mm-hmm. Which okay, that's great. She got way more money than she thought she was mm-hmm. going to get. She starts producing these video games, saying that she's a gamer. She's oh, I'm all about games. But then it starts to come to realize that she doesn't play any of the games she's pointing at as misogynistic, mm-hmm. like GTA Five. Yeah, you know what? I be honest, you can get a hooker, have sex with her. Killer, take her money. Grand Theft Auto Five. What do you expect? Like right. you can't use that as a key. Like, is it a part of the game? Yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah, you know, like she seems to want to point everybody into this direction of, like, but what about this character? What about this character? Like, like, okay, we joke about Mario. Mm-hmm. Princess Peach is always constantly stuck in a. She's always getting kidnapped. <laughs> she's always getting put into a castle. Yeah, and it takes a man to save her. Yeah. Every fucking fairy tale in existence has been based on the damsel in distress Mm -hmm. mythos. Yeah. So I kind of look at it like very rarely do we have a a fairy tale where the the female is the hero. So a lot of Mm -hmm. those games throughout history are based upon the you're the hero and it was predominantly a male dominated industry. More little boys play video games, Mm -hmm. more little girls play with dolls. But that, that was a, that's because of how we were raised or how we how the gender roles in society has always been played out. Yeah. 
Now it's different. It's mm-hmm. it's shifted. I don't say it's it's close to like like you're kind of like 640 yeah. It's not a dead split, but there are as many I would say close to as many female gamers as male gamers. Mm. The problem is is that now it starts getting into what's a gamer girl versus a gamer girl. Like yeah. you have the girl like like I would say my girlfriend Stacy is is a gamer girl. She plays video games. She's real deep in video games. Mm-hmm. But then there is gamer girls who their idea is let me dress scantily. I play one game because it's the popular game. Mm-hmm. And I'll take selfies and I'll be like, look at me doing a joystick. And I got the nerd glasses, mm-hmm. but yet I'm in my belly shirt and underwear. I'm using my sexuality to promote the fact that I'm a gamer girl. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of, like that's where a lot of controversy comes in when they do like uh, the E3 with the booth girls. Mm-hmm. Because it was kind of like along the lines of you're, they're saying they're gamers, but they're not. But they're using their sexuality because it's going to suck in the traditional mm-hmm. nerdy antisocial guy to kind of go, oh, pretty girl, I'm going to like game, you know. Yeah. Um, to go back to Nina here though, she's she's basically riding the backs of this controversy by pushing an agenda that most people are kind of feeling isn't valid mm-hmm. because she wants to point you to the games that you know that show that stuff. You know what? It's it is a game. It is entertainment. Like they always try. How many times do we hear, um, oh, video games, you know, promote violence. Mm-hmm. You know, video well, games and I mean, from... we hear that about movies. We hear that about music. Like... Right, but it seems to be like a lot more. Like at least during the eighties and nineties, it was a lot more video game heavy, because it seemed to be. But yet, all studies, you know, like, uh, there's always um, a governor or a senator trying to approach this mm-hmm. issue about. How video games are ultra-violent. They should be banned and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And again, Myra's response is really, what video game were they playing during the Crusades? What, that, was, what was the top video game exactly. during World War One and World War Two? All you have to do you is know. Google medieval torture tactics. Right. People came up with that fucking shit, like, on their own. Right. So... No. Well, the thing is that, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, the, the, the Calvine, you know, shootings and that kind of stuff, that they, they first blamed it on video games. Of course, right. they, they saw the video Germans and realized it mm-hmm. wasn't. But, and of course, they, and that then they tried, well, then they tried blaming Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And, they, and, and the Marilyn kid, Manson spoke out against it, like, right. no. And then on top of that, the kid didn't have a single Manson album in his, in his library. Yeah. Right. So that was like, well, fuck. Well, we, we got to... Right. And the thing is, they don't, they don't say, like, oh, we were wrong, you know, kind of thing. They just move they on. They're like, right. They, they never fi- apologize. They find whatever. Whatever the cause is, yeah. or they move on to the next thing that they think is the cause. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that, like, with, with the violence of video games, is you, it's it's been around, you know, I mean, pretty much it's the first video game. Yeah. It's just not um, as. Pong is a very violent game. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. With... Especially when you get pissed off and you punch the person <clears throat> you're playing with. And of course, there's this whole like this whole um, subculture of people going, "Well, look, if you look at a, a role playing game, the women are always scantily dressed, the guys are always booked up in armor." What they don't, what they forget to mention is, majority of men play female characters. Yeah. So it's not like I mean, well, okay, not only that, like it's the joke not... is, like if I'm going to play Lara Croft, I'd rather look at great Lara Croft, Lara yeah. Croft's ass than my own. Yeah. Like, right. Well, and know? I mean, when I um when I was playing Diablo three, there's a character in there. Um, I forget who it is. Demon Huntress. Yeah. yeah she's she's my she's, favorite. She's big and bulky and, yeah. you know, like, I was, and the funny thing is, is I'm looking at her going, okay, I could cosplay her because she is, you know, she is a bigger girl, right. you know, so I was like, dude, I would, in a second, I would cosplay her because she has an amazing costume and she, she looks like me. So, okay, let's just trick it back on point here. Cause anyway. What's, what's, so, what is your overall... 
Like I said, what brings you to bring this in light? Basically, it was just trying to figure out what the fuck this is. Because I've been, like I said, I I spent all week reading these articles and trying to figure it out. And I've gotten to a point where I'm sitting here going, and again, this is outsider looking in. Right. I'm not, I do not consider myself a gamer. I, I, you know, very, once in a while, I play games. Um, but it, it kind of, I guess, makes me question, like you said, why is this an issue? Why are we getting I so know, up in arms? You know why it's been an issue? Because other people make it an issue. Like, I, I, that's how mm-hmm. I look at it. Is, yeah. Is you had no clue none of this was going on. I mean, I had heard about it, but right. again, it was one of those things where I was like... And what my, my, but my point is the fact that only reason why you know about it is because someone made a big stink about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, I understand, like, they want to say, well, like, with Vinita Chick, a lot of her reviews come from the fact that she doesn't play these games. Mm-hmm. She gets told what's being played. Yeah. Which, now, okay, in that case, yeah, I would have an, like, if I'm looking, right, but now, but if I'm looking for a review, I want somebody who actually right, played the fucking when game. You, when you, and I agree, but when you get on major news articles, when you get major television time mm-hmm. for this viewpoint, without having any facts or any proof to back you up. Mm-hmm. It does sort of send this kind of message of like who this person does not speak for gaming culture. Mm-hmm. She's out with an agenda. She's using it to line her pockets. Mm-hmm. Now again, is there misogyny in, in video games? Chances are probably yeah, because there's been misogyny in video games since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. Mario is saving Princess Peach. You never see Princess Peach save Mario. But I do, at, at the same time, like, but, yes, like, I, I do think there's some misogyny. But at <clears> the same time, I do feel like but is, people are starting to make games that will see, appeal to everybody. But there has been those changes. That's what I'm saying is, yeah, Lara Croft. Is, like, Lara Croft, yeah, she's, she's sexually dressed, but guess what? No, she, that's not... But she she's also a good strong female. Like I like Lara Croft, but that's the as point. a character. That's the point is that, that I'm trying to. Yeah, she's getting like can't cla- close, not in this new version of the game, mm-hmm. but in her past. Yeah, sure. But she was also the most prominent female video game. She was like the first of her mm-hmm. kind. She wasn't a she wasn't a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. She was the one kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, and that's why she became so more popular. Plus, hot chick. Bam. Yeah. But I can tell you how many times I've, I've seen Dungeons and Dragons player roll a female character. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's it's something inbred in a guy that wants to see like an attractive girl. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm not like <clears throat> I'm also not one of those people that gets like when I play Grand Theft Auto, I don't go to the prostitutes. You know, I go to the strip joint because I you know it's, it's a place where I go just to, just if I'm like shit, I gotta go do something. Let me go put my guy in there, get a lap dance, walk away. You know. <laughs> I need to go dance for me. It's like the crockpot version of of gaming. Now it's like I go to a strip club, put everything in, set it on low, come back. Yeah, you know it's it's a time killer. If I'm doing something else, you know it's something that pauses my game. It's cute to it's cute to watch. I'm not getting any sexual gratification from watching it. Mm -hmm. But and I'm also not going. Hey, I'm going to go get a prostitute and beat her to death and get her money. Yeah, like. But even if you did. It's but, still just a game, right? Like, but see, but that's a problem though. A lot of people say well, that's a problem that that you, if you do that in a game, you're more inclined to do that in real life. When that is the exact opposite. Which, yeah, and I was about to say, like, again, not a gamer, but I have a hard mm-hmm. time. Like, good example. Go back to music. I listen to a lot of very heavy music. I listen to a lot of metal, a lot of rock. Like, I like 
heavy music. And it's because it's an outlet for me. You know, if I'm having a shitty day, if I'm, you know, listening to, to in this moment or disturbed or device or whoever, like it's going to help pull me out of that. And more studies have shown that that is what video games do. Mm -hmm. More studies, because now time has gotten, video games have been around longer now. Mm -hmm. They're able to actually do more detailed studies. And they do say like, People who play video games in early in an early age are a lot more uh, susceptible to quicker decision making on the mm-hmm. fly. Their hand eye coordination is better. Mm-hmm. They're able to think faster on their feet. Mm-hmm. You know that there's more positive benefits. And on top of the fact that it is a stress reliever, if you come home from a rough day, instead of beating your wife or beating your kids, you go into a game mm-hmm. and you shoot the bad guy. You get that endorphin rush yeah. to where you kind of go, "All right, I'm the hero. I'm the good guy. I've blown off some steam." This is great. Mm-hmm. And then you put the game away and then you go about your day. Yeah. You know, some people, though, want to say the opposite. Going, no, you going home and you beating, you you playing that video game is what causing you to think about beating your kids and your wife because you saw it in a video game and you got away with it. They're, they're flipping around the, the right. cause and effect, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole Gamergate thing is if it starts off basically like the guy's getting his knob polished and he decides to write a game, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Stop being jealous that the guy's getting late. Is it unethical? Yes. But Highly... and uh, and yes, they're you know the <clears throat> the unethical practices absolutely should be you know and, be, because again if if I'm coming in and I decide you know what I I really like gaming culture like I I want to learn more about it I'm you know as an outsider I'm going to rely on these reviews I don't want to be getting well right, you don't want to pay sixty bucks a game and then and you're... and have it fucking suck. Right, like if you this know. guy's saying, oh, this guy's this game's great, and you pay, you shell out your hard-earned money, mm-hmm. you sit down, you open it up, and you play the game, and it winds up being shit, you're going, fuck, I just wasted 60 bucks. Yeah. That's why a lot of people don't like, like, mm-hmm. IGN does these really great reviews, mm-hmm. but the moment someone, they put their, call it, pe- a lot of the gaming industry people would say that they're partial to Call of Duty games. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, other games, like, uh, they really slam Destiny. Yeah. But they love Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. It's like Destiny has is different than Call of Duty. You don't stop trying to compare and contrast. And we all know yeah. you love Call of Duty. The this latest game or Halo. Halo is fucking great. It's the best game ever. Mm-hmm. You know what? Don't use that game in comparison to all the other games. Yeah. Like if you want to be honest, first person shooters, you better go fucking back to Doom and compare every game to Doom or Castle Wolfenstein mm-hmm. because that's where the first person shooter really started from. Yeah. You know. Halo is the grandfather of the multiplayer first-person mm-hmm. shooters. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. But there's been other stuff, you know, that that kind of been... It precedes it, yeah. Precedes yeah. it and also has expanded upon that idea. <clears throat> now, as far as your friend getting sexually harassed, you know, or harassed by people, what it comes down to is the fact that those guys are assholes. Yeah. You know, um, get a little stick to you know, more so. Yeah, but and... Uh, it, part... it's, it's the idea, yeah. though. It's the cowardice mentality of, mm-hmm. I have... You don't know my name. You don't know my face. Mm-hmm. I can say whatever I want to say and be, a, you know, I, 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 there's no accountability for me mm-hmm. because you don't know my name. You don't know my face. You don't know what I want to look. So I can say yeah. anything I want to say, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the problem with the culture of the online culture in general. Yeah. And it really is like <laughs> I, I had a, um, I used to run a blog and I had posted a skirt that I made. And, you know, directions for how to make it and everything. And somebody came back and 
posted anonymously that I looked fat in the photos. And I responded. I was like, look, it takes zero courage to post that somebody else looks fat anonymously. If you're not going to sign it, don't bother saying it because it means nothing to me. It means nothing to you, but it means everything to him because you responded to him. Yeah. Like that's that, well, that and is, he did respond after that. I was but see, like, but that's, I'm done. But see, here's the problem with those people. Mm-hmm. So once you acknowledge the fact that you saw that comment, and you make a comment on that comment, that person has already won. Yeah, plain and simple. I mean, and I'm, see, I'm and the thing then, for me, it's no water off my back. Right. Either way, I, if they want to think they won, fine. If they want to, if they want to continue to try and fight me, knock yourself out. If you show up on my fucking doorstep. I will knock your See, fucking teeth out. Big difference. Gilbert, we're talking about online. Yeah. You again, but that's way too that's personal. the thing. Yeah. Some, yeah. You, you did take it personally because I just said that that if this guy you, this guy won, no, you got pissed that he that I said that, and I'm not. None. It's not a criticism or no, uh, no. It, it, that's what I'm saying. If he did win, or if he does think he won, I don't fucking care. The the where the line gets drawn for me is if somebody is making personal threats and showing up on my doorstep. Right. And That's where I draw the line. And I'm saying that by you even acknowledging the fact that you saw that original comment, and this goes across the board. If someone says, hey, I think your show sucks. If we go, well, that's your opinion. Fuck you. That person who grows who said it has now go, I got their attention. I got under their skin enough to get them to respond. Yeah. It's 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 like when you have you as a dog owner, mm-hmm. when your dogs start acting up, you choose to ignore them because you show the dominance mm-hmm. by not letting them win, by not giving them their attention because you're the one that says you shouldn't be doing this. Usually. So usually. Not always. Technically any dog any dog trainer would tell them oh, yeah. to dominant. Oh no, I know I know what you're supposed right. to do, but and you know, then, sometimes they're just too fucking cute. Right. But the point is is that in order to win, <laughs> you have to not acknowledge them. Yeah. Like that's when if someone made a comment on our website, you know what? Don't acknowledge it, don't accept it, just let it go. Yeah. Other people might jump in and, and defend you or mm-hmm. might not. Ultimately you don't lower yourself to the internet troll. Mm. And what she was hit with was a bunch of internet trolls, mm-hmm. which, you know, and she took it down for her safety or for her opinion. She, yeah. And, it, and part of it came down to, like, she <clears throat> she has no clue where these people are coming from. And, you know, if they showed up on her doorstep, you know, she was terrified. So, and yeah. I can't say I blame her either. I, I can't say I blame her either because we do live in a society where you can get any kind of information that you mm-hmm. want. But I'm also kind of like, well, then, you know what? I'm I'm from the the cold side. Then if you posting your opinion is one thing, mm-hmm. but then expect a negative response. Your opinion is not right. Your opinion is not going to be a hundred percent accurate from all no, point of and view. And here's the thing: that opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, right. but don't come back and say that you're going to beat somebody and rape somebody and kill somebody. I, because at that point, you're just an asshole. I, and I agree. But again, you're going to get it's it's that that cold mentality of. You know what? You're entitled to your opinion. This person's opinion disagrees with you. He says, according to him, your opinion is mm-hmm. so shitty that I'm going to find you and kill you and whatever rape you because you have a stupid opinion. That's his opinion. Whether it's whether it should be allowed or not, it's completely subjective. Like he's voicing his disrespect through his words because mm-hmm. he's not intelligent enough to actually formulate a cohesive sentence to make himself sound more intelligent. And that's the thing. Like I'll I'll have a an 
I don't want to use the argument, but that's the only word that's coming to my mind right now. Like, I'll have an intelligent argument with anybody. <clears throat> as long as we keep it, you know, within the realm of whatever it is we're talking about. The second that you go and you start using, you know, personal threats and whatever, like, I'm sorry, at that point, I, whether or not you think you won, you lost. And, that, and that's understandable. You know. I mean, I had somebody do it to me a few weeks ago. He came up, he started, you know yelling at me that my mom was fat and that he was going to burn my house down. I'm like, no problem. You can deal with the cops. Right. So that was slightly different situation. Completely different situation. We're talking about a guy who sits there and goes, I think your opinion stuck stinks. Fuck you. You know, which is fine. And you have, and she has, and anybody has the opinion to kind of go, you know what? I'm not even going to acknowledge it. Like again, the moment you acknowledge that person is the moment in that person's perspective, they win. Whether you're right or whether you're wrong, it comes down to that person who makes that post goes, I got their attention. I, I won. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. As far as Gamergate concerned goes, it's a, it's a bunch of children bitching and complaining because they feel like, you know, their opinions matter more mm-hmm. than the other person's opinion matter. Like the, the chick, the Anita chick, I have, my opinion towards her is... I don't care enough about her to even... I, I'm annoyed with myself that I'm even actually having this conversation with her name in it. Because I'm like, it, it, by having it, it brings, gives her just a little bit more power than she thinks she has. All right. <laughs> Thank you for reading that article, Erica. It brought a lot of light to the subject, and I hope uh, nobody learned anything from that. So uh, no, let's move on not. to uh, no, releases of the week. That's okay. That? I, f- I finally figured out where I stand, which is I don't give a shit. There, there you, you go. go. Right, thank you for the time. You're welcome. All right. Yeah, you're perfectly okay with not feeling, not giving a shit. Because a lot more people don't give a shit than do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. All right. Okay, what do we got coming out this week in releases? Of course, the big, big release this week is Guardians of the Galaxy coming out, kids. Yay! Tuesday. Yeah, apparently I haven't read them all around. Like I said, Best Buy's got their, their steel, limited edition steel bookcase. It looks like a Sony Walkman. Um, Target, I think, has um, the slip sleeves. Mm. Everyone's got their own little uh, like Versions. version, like you know, so you get to pick your favorite character. Um, uh, uh, no, Target's got extra extra bonus stuff. Oh, they're like doing that again. Disc, yeah, like an extra disc of one featurette of like behind the scenes stuff. That's how they fucking get and you. And it's man. Walmart who's doing like the the multiple covers, you know, of multiple slip slip covers. Son of a bitch. What? The Steelbook sold out online. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah, that'll be the that'll be the big holiday buy for this week. Mm-hmm. What well, else? Well, the second one might be the second biggest buy this week. The 25th anniversary of Batman's coming out. The 1989 film of Tim Burton. I need to get that. It's not the Diamond Deluxe Edition, which is that metal case, that magnetic metal yes. case that I... That amazing Spider-Man 2's in? Yes. Well, speaking of meta, uh, whatever that thing is, a Diamond Edition. Yes. <laughs> the the, the, the Guardian, uh, Gremlins 30th anniversary is also coming out the gremlins? same way. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So if you're a Gremlins fan or you want to know what Gremlins all about, 30 years ago. There you go, kids. That movie fucking terrified me when it came out. And, I always like Gremlins too. And Forrest Gump, the 20th anniversary is that's, also. That's been out for a while though. Yeah, but this is the, the Diamond Edition. Hmm. I saw that one. Oh, all right. Well, uh, look, I'm not. I'm they're reselling saying, it again, kids. Well, it's it's holiday season, so they probably dropped the price from. It seemed what this site seemed to do is like if it was twenty five dollars, whenever they dro- cut, price cut it, they post it again. 
Like, hey, instead of $20, it's now $15. Woo! So. And, and, one last one. Green Mile 15th Anniversary Edition is coming out. Another okay. diamond. Well, ben Hur is also in the diamond. Uh, yes. Diamond Deluxe. But, again, seen that in that case, too. There you go. So, um, Natural Point Killers is getting that. that... Yeah, well, I just kind of stuck with the. You stuck with the, the what I like. Yeah, what you like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to put it where you like? Put it in. Uh, and that's what I do. I go. What about this one? What about that one? All right. What else? Running scared is coming out on Blu-ray. Awesome. Yes. I love that movie. I've been waiting for that. Like, I had it on. I saw it in the movie theaters. I think like a couple times. Yeah. Then when it came out on videotape, I watched it a bunch of times. I think I might have had the DVD at one point. I'm not sure. Well, I know you. I remember we had this conversation a while ago when you were yeah. talking about it, and because you were a big Gregory Hines fan, yes, huge Gregory Hines fan, and it is one of the only f- movies that I Billy Crystal doesn't annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> that is the best way I could describe it. Is that he in every other movie he annoys the shit out of me. That this this whole like, eh, look at me, this kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Billy Crystal no, 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 impersonation no, you. ever. I, you know what? I, I, sometimes I can't. I can't do old whiny Jew without sounding like uh, Rico. Hey, what are you doing? What do you mean? Hey, you know, <laughs> or sounding like an old Jewish lady. Like oh, I don't understand. <laughs> you know? Can you dig it? I knew that you could. Oh you my god! <laughs> stop! Make it stop! But in in running scared, he's fucking hysterical in it. Because he's not playing, he's playing a cop. He's not playing a dad. He's not playing a guy looking for love. He's got a job to do when he's doing that job. Yeah. You know, like I thought he was great in soap, but somehow at some point in time he became a fucking whiny dude. It's like, ah! But this movie, fucking awesome. All right. So I'm sitting there going, if you don't like Billy Crystal, I'm right there with you, but I can overlook it because he's pretty good in this one. And Gregory Hines is great, you know? They do it. It's basically a buddy cop film. And they're both sarcastic and wise asses. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not the duality of one's a straight cop, one's a, a funny cop. They're both smart asses and they're, they're partners. And, you know, all they, they're not that far away from retiring. Yeah. And, oh, it's great. They want to go down to Key West, open up a bar. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's something you can kind of get behind. All right. Yeah, I'm getting that this week. There you go. <laughs> like who fuck cares it's a movie from 1980 something like, <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for you to stop <laughs> 19 I don't even know what year it was um fuck alright who cares even if you tell me still right care <laughs> Time Bandits is coming out on Blu-ray kids I gotta be honest, I couldn't get into that movie. Really? Yeah, yeah, I know. Here I am raving about Billy Crystal and running scared when it comes to a, a timeless class of like time bands. I'm like, yeah, I didn't care for it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think it was when I saw it, I was younger, and I don't think I got most of it. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole ending, you know, like, it just didn't... It, it was a black comedy, really. And, what it and I think that's what part of it as a, as a kid. You didn't understand it. Yeah, like 84, I think it came out. I think, how, was it an anniversary edition? No. All right. Yeah, there was something about the movie when I first saw it. I just didn't, I, I, maybe I didn't get the jokes. Like, at the very end, I mean, spoiler alert, mom and dad blow up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, how is that funny? Like, I don't, I, I couldn't, I missed that joke. I'm like, what, 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 what's going on? Like, I walked out kind of confused and befuddled. Exactly. It wasn't until I became, you know, until I 
chiseled a away. Man. Became a man chiseled, last week. Chiseled away at that, you know, childlike mentality of humor. Yeah, I still retain the dick and fart jokes that I love so much. I get black humor. I get, you know, sarcasm. I get dry humor now. It's not just all Three Stooges slapstick. I think my my comedy mind has exploded and expanded. Your comedy genitals dropped. Yes. It's It's probably because I saw that movie before I was introduced to George Carlin. All right. So. There you go. That's why I think now I'd probably be able to. Appreciate it. Appreciate it more. Yeah. I felt the same way about, um, I think, like, The Life of Brian. When I first saw it, I was yeah. like, yeah, I didn't get it. You know? Or, like, The Office is another one. The, the British version? The British version. Yeah. Never thought it was funny. Now I go watch and laugh hysterically because I, I get it now. Yeah. Like, you know. Get in on the joke. Yeah. I kind of feel like I, my, my, I grew up. So, all right. I would give it another shot, though. It is a classic. Timeless classic. So, yay. Good for yeah. you. Yay. Yeah. All right, what else? Uh, this one I have to mention. Some people like this guy. Some people don't. I'm not going to tell you which side of this coin I am at. It's the Woody Allen Collection 2014 Edition. Mm. Comes with Blue Jasmine, Midnight in Paris. You'll meet me in a... You'll, you will meet a tall, dark stranger to roam with love and whatever works. It's a bunch of movies that didn't make anything in the movie. That's it's, right. It's yeah. not his hits, but if you're going to be a... If you're going to be a true fan... You're gay, you get them all. You get them all. Yeah, all right. I, I, I be honest, only movie I actually liked of his was Bullets Over Broadway. And, okay. and I think it's because... I haven't liked anything. I don't think gone. it's because he wasn't in it. Ah. It was uh, Jennifer Tilly, uh, John Cusack. It was definitely like a... Like it, was, it was... I thought it was funny, you know? Mm-hmm. But like sleeper, sleepers, bananas. Um, what's the uh, the, the everything you want to know yeah, about sex? Afraid, afraid to ask. ask. Yeah, I can never. No. And he's done a couple other movies too, with without him starring in it. But because it's it's Woody Allen, I just, I just, I don't know. Long Island old Jew just doesn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> well, that's really funny. He loves New York. He's from Long Island. It's like, you know, he's Jewish. I'm, Name something that wasn't accurate. <laughs> He's old. I didn't call him, you know, like, hey, look, I'm not calling him out on marrying his uh, foreign exchange daughter. You know? I'm not calling him out on that, going, dude, shame on you. Like, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, his style of humor just never... Uh, the other thing I really like, think I liked him in was uh, Casino Royale. Well, you know what? Actually, you know what? I'm going to lie. There was one thing I liked him in. Yeah. Ants. <laughs> he was he was there was him he, and he Ant? was the lead he was the lead ant the yeah. whiny yeah girl, oh. all the, oh I don't understand like yeah oh yeah that, that one but I completely he, forgot about that he didn't write or direct it to so me that's the reason why I like it he was just an actor yeah so I mean getting him as an actor it's one thing but when you get one of those like Woody Allen production kind of thing everyone calls him a genius I'm like I think you're just saying that now just because when it He's almost dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's like the the kid like you just pat on the head and you're like that's nice, honey. Like everyone like as much as I love Mel Brooks, we always talk about his older movies. Yeah, that Life Stinks movie was horrible. Where he played like it was basically a Prince of a Pauper kind of thing where he was rich. And they took away all his money, and he was. Oh, yeah, he was a, he was a, uh, a, a billionaire, right, and he yeah. took all his money. And him, and he was homeless. Yeah, and he falls in love with Leslie Warren. And, you know, so was it Leslie Warren? Yeah, I think it was. But 
I thought that movie stunk. Like, it was horrible. <laughs> and I don't think he's made a movie since then. Yeah. Like, so I can't, like, I'll be there. Oh, History of the World, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddle, High Anxiety, Masterpiece, Men in Tights, Classic, Life Stinks. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that one. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, everyone, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Everyone's got one, and that's it. You know? <laughs> Seems always our last one for some reason. Yeah. yeah, because sometimes I think they realize that, that, that I, I the think, magic's gone. Well, I also think, too, that like, my um, Stacy saw Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. And she, you know, she thought it sucked, and she only mm-hmm. paid five bucks to see it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it wasn't even worth the 450 that I paid. And I'm like, I think it's, and I'm like, what was wrong with it? And she's like, they were too mean to each other. Like, that's what she said. She's like, I don't remember Lloyd being that mean, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, maybe back then, I'm like, comedy has changed from Dumb and Dumber to mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So maybe this movie, if it came out 15 years ago, would have been funnier. And she's like, yeah, I did kind of feel that way. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Comedy changes, so. Yeah. All right, what else have you got? Fox Searchlight Pictures 20th Anniversary Collections coming out on Blu-ray. Okay, and why is that? It's celebrating two decades of cinematic innovation and excellence. This 20th anniversary Fox Searchlight Collection features powerful performances and direction by Hollywood's oh. most beloved actors and filmmakers. Don't stop me. From I just side-splitting the... comedies and... Re- 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 this, you know, I just screwed up. What are the movies? But he was like, so on a roll! What was it? Just, who cares about well, all that? What's the they, movies? They, say, they, you know, they don't really... Uh, they don't tell you. Right here, there it is. <laughs> I got it now. It's 127 hours, 28 days later, 500 days of summer, Beast of the Southern Wild, the best Exotic Marigold Hotel, Black Swan. I don't have a sequel to that, by the way. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Boys Don't Cry, The Brothers McMillan... Crazy Heart, one of these movies, The Descendants, Full Monty, Garden State, Juno, Juno's good, The Last King of Scotland, Little Miss Sunshine, Natalian Dynamite Town, Collection. There's some, there's some gems. Sideways and Slumdar Mera and Twelve Years a Slave. Nope. Oh, that's probably the reason. Yeah, they're selling that one. It seems to be like a, a pack of. Here's a bunch of Oscar winners. But to get through the Oscar winners, you gotta, you get, gotta get through the shit. shit. It's no. like, hey, look, here's a big pile of dog crap. There's a couple diamonds in there. You just gotta fish through them with no gloves. I think I'll stay poor. <laughs> Andy Dufresne swam through a river of shit to get to 12 years of slave. <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, Pac Man and he, the Ghostly Adventures movie four pack. Wow, I didn't know they really made movies? <laughs> Apparently. Wow. Let me guess, Pac-Man Fever, where the fever runs through the whole town Pac-Man and all the ghosts Pac-Man become zombies. <laughs> and he's trying to survive. All that's left is Ms. Pac-Man, the kids, and a shotgun full of love. <laughs> Let the wackiness ensues. <laughs> Bitch on there. <laughs> Bitch pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so anyway. What else? Power Rangers, Super Mega Force, Volume 1, Earth Flight Fights. <laughs> that was a mouthful. Yeah, well, it's a Power Rangers title, so you expect at least ten words there are not really needed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, they made a big deal this week. Um, they announced uh, that Street Fighter Five is coming to only PlayStation 4 and PC. Oh. And I'm like, the one I'm like, 
So? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's Street They're going to give me something I really... <laughs> well, no. I mean, I love Street Fighter. I love the series. So do I. And I would like to see what they do with the next generation. But the problem is, there must be like 20 different titles for Street Fighter 4. Yeah. There's Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 4 Arcade. Street Turbo. Fighter, Turbo. There's the Sigma one. Yeah. That, it's like, what? Like, why? Couldn't you just... What? Like, that's the reason why I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. With, with Street Fighter. I think I bought, like, the anniversary collection for the PS3 or something like that. Yeah. It was, like, 20 bucks. And, I was like, and I'll you probably, go. like, you know, like, maybe get it or borrow it from yeah. somebody when it comes out for the PS4. But I don't think I'm buying it. But anyway, so what else movie-wise? This next one I think you'll pick up or you might want to pick up or thinking about it. Mork and Minnie, the complete series. Is coming uh, out. When I saw that, I'm going, okay, you know what? That would be, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, I'm curious to see how much I saw for Eighty-four bucks on uh, eighty-five bucks on Amazon. All right, it's not too bad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw that I did see like uh, the they had them already broken down before, mm. but it makes sense. Let's all get them all together, One nice shot. little polish. Yeah. You know, throw in a couple extra stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like look, they already had the Happy Day episodes featuring Mark. So yeah, gag reels, which I'm sure, which is what everybody wants to see. Right, right. Yeah. All right. What else? Doctor Who Season 8's coming out. Wow. I'm going to just buy it and watch it whenever I fucking feel like it and re- erase it from my DVR. Eh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dad, I'm buying Finally. it. I'm selling out. Uh, let's see how much is going to for Amazon. It's like 60. I'm selling it. I'm going to spend 65 bucks for the first season of Doctor Who. The eighth season of Doctor Who. Because I don't feel like watching them for free. <laughs> 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 How much is like 13, 13 hours worth of space on your DVR worth? <coughs> about 65 bucks. Yeah, about 65 bucks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But at least with this, I got to watch whatever the fuck I feel like and you still have room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a virtual one. Oh my god. <laughs> got anything else? <laughs> yes, there's a couple more. Give him uh, a second. He has to recover. Yes. Mr. Ed, the complete series is coming out. Oh, no If anybody remembers those. And the Jeffersons, the complete series is also coming out. See, now I would buy that too. Just for the few songs. We're moving on up, moving on up to the inside. Be so right in the kitchen. Be so burn on the grill. Get a hold of that climbing. Just get up that hill. Now we're up to Billy's. I don't know the rest. All I know is you and me, baby. We ain't got moving up. We're moving on up. Moving on up. Wheezy. <laughs> the visuals over here are just fucking amazing. Wow. It was synchronized chair bobbing for a second. I love that show. It was one of my favorite shows as a kid watching. Yeah. And it's a spinoff, too. Yes. From mm-hmm. on, on the family. Yep. <sighs> That's all I have for release really? of the week. Yes. For the wow. TV, okay. TV video. I do have movies. some honorable mentions at least right. because I'm going to go with Dolphindale 2. Okay. Because uh, the first one left so many unanswered questions. Apparently. Uh, when the game stands tall, that's that true life tearjerker about the, uh, the, the, 
the football team that was having a, oh, a perfect season. season, perfect season, and then they lose one game, and then all their whole world goes to shit. It's not about what you do when your team fails; it's about how you get back up. Because like apparently, kid dies, um, like it's something like like when this happens, all of a sudden the shit hits the fan for some reason. It doesn't matter how hard you get hit; it's how well you get back up and keep moving forward. That's winning. Okay, Apollo. <laughs> That was Rocky. Rocky? Yeah, and Rocky Balboa. Yeah, but who said that? He did it to his son. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, what else? I'm going here. We talked about Vanilla Sky before, but it was getting Blu-ray. So yeah. I said that's kind of like a re-release. Uh, Family Guy, Volume 13. Heart to Heart Season 3. That actually, that Volume 13... Has been postponed? Well, the reason why is because it's... When is it? It says December 9th. Oh, it is. Wow. <laughs> they, they changed it since since the last time I looked at it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that's why. Okay. All right. Um, Strip to Kill. I think I've actually seen that movie. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I don't know why I saw it. Because um, it was there to be watched. I wish some someone I'd MDB that because I, I gotta know when I saw it. I remember a maniac is killing strippers. Detective Cody has one weapon to stop him: her body. I I, I want to say I want to say eighty seven. Oh yeah, I say late. I don't think I saw it in the theaters because I don't think I ever hit the theaters. I think it was one of those direct to video movies. Yeah, a film by Cat Shay Ray Rubin. Yeah. Is there a trailer? Yes, there is. It's a red band trailer. Really? Yes. Wow. It just popped it up. <laughs> okay. Which one's which, which you? That's it. Lots of blood again. Air conditioner around okay. here. I think Killer just peed on I, I do remember because I remember that chick's hair. And it's got Norman Fell in it. Mr. Roper's in it. <laughs> 80s. So fucking 80s. I have a song that describes what I'm seeing. She's twirling around. She's doing... Oh, she just did a split. Yeah, she's swinging on a pole. And she's doing some flips. This is a red band trap. She just got hung up. Oh. A maniac is killing strippers. Wait, a stripper. How are they going to keep this quiet? Detective uh, she was also... Uh, you know who she is? She was the last angel from Charlie's Angels. Ah. Oh. That's why I think I remember, because I remember watching that going, hey, and, and Mr. Roper? And it's more than just going out there and turning them on. It's like something's cutting loose. It's, it's what we call it. It's striptease in the 80s. That's right. She learned something about herself. It's not about just, it's not about stripping. It's about letting yourself be free and letting go of all inhibitions. Wow, oh. this is such an 80s. It is, it is definitely a 1987 movie. Yeah, it is. It's, you, make sure you post that on our page, because... To kill. One woman's You're a cop. Every woman's nightmare. Bad eighties music. Yeah, post that giant on page. fucking hair. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Wow. It's definitely like a that'll bring you back. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, look, someone's putting out Exodus, the real story. Because <laughs> they were there. Yeah. I, I mean, totally. The real story of Exodus. It technically was that, you know, yeah, I guess. <sighs> mm, ah, nothing for me. Yeah. Ah. 
Yeah, nothing else is coming out. Okay, let's get the top over to video games. I mean, the Brady Bunch's seasons are coming out. Here's a story of a man named Brady who was living with three boys of his own. All of them had hair of gold like their father, the youngest one in Carl. Yes, I know I've screwed up the song. Okay. But I'm making up as I go along. Because the truth for somehow for this show... That's the way we all became geeksters. <laughs> da, 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 da. The geeksters. Do, 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 do. The geeksters. Do, do, do. Now let's get to the releases of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what video games are coming out this the week? The plethora of games. Are you ready, kids? Oh, right. Ready? Yeah. Laura Croft and the Temple of... Or Osiris. 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 Damn. By yeah. Square Enix. It's coming out for the Xbox 360. Yeah, I think it's the... There was a... Yeah, it's a top-down shooter game, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It's not like... Ooh, it's not the traditional... It's funny how we brought her off and she's got a game coming out yeah. this week. Um, it's like a Diablo 3 perspective where you're looking down and you're running around mm-hmm. and shooting things. and It's more adventure than... Game. Right. But it's also coming out for PC and the PC download and so on. But the thing that was interesting was the fact is that there's a Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris Golden Edition. Game is not included. Basically, it's an, an extra that you can buy that has exclusives. That's... Oh, it's like the season, like a season pass. Yeah. Yeah, and 20 bucks for it. Yep. Yeah, it looks like, well, what does it come to say? Gold edition game not included. Uh, mm-hmm. Features multiple exclusive items, including the Lara figurine, an art book featuring never-before-seen art, a folding map of the overworld. Yeah. Okay, so it's like, hey, for 20 bucks, you get to get all of these little tchotchkes. Yep. For a game you don't have. Exactly. Nah. You don't want the game, the, you don't have to get little, it. little minifigure's kind of worth it, though. Yeah. It's like a little pop minifigure. Cute. But, nah, all right, whatever. So, that's it, huh? That is it. All right, well, I have to do my review real quick. Um, playing the crew. Oh, yes. It's a, it's a racing game. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I was expecting a little bit more, to be honest. Um, it doesn't have as much detail as I was kind of hoping for. I mean, their version of East Coast is New York, and that's it. Like, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Good to know that that's the entirety well, of I mean, the, you're, the you're, East Coast. It's, it's your standard video game trope of when you're a race car when it's mm-hmm. a race car game mm-hmm. if you're not in like a racetrack what you are is somebody helping someone else to overthrow a it's it's fast and furious it's the fast and furious trope where mm-hmm. this story is your brother is the head of this 510 drive club mm-hmm. you are trying to get your colors your your tats your ink you know to say you're grinding up to the, into the okay. into the things he asks you to come with him to drop something off. Mm-hmm. He walks over to a car. He starts walking back. It's shot and killed in the back by a guy named Shiv. Which I would think a guy named Shiv to be using a knife, not a gun. Right. But all right, whatever. Um, and just and, not stand with your back to him. Right. Well, he wasn't expecting to get killed. He was kind of like walking back to you and you yeah. hear the gun. And he kind of goes, you old fall forward. Oh, uh... and, you're, and you're like, no, kind of thing. And. You run out and hold his body, kind of like as he's like, tell him to hold on, hold on, hold on. Here comes the cops, you know, the feds. Come, pulls up, and the one cop is like, freeze. You know, obviously he's pinning you for the murder. Mm. And he reaches down, picks up the gun, and wipes it on his leg. He's obviously a dirty fed. He goes, well, I got the gun. You know, like, free. And next thing you know, it's five years later. Ah. And a girl comes in. It's always a girl. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think her name is Zoe as well. Mm-hmm. She basically says, I know that this Fed's a, a, a dirty cop now, a d- mm-hmm. dirty agent. Mm-hmm. Um, he works with the guy who killed your brother. I need your help to infiltrate the, the crew, work your way up through the ranks, because now the, the local crew that you used to knew five years ago has now become a national crew where they do smuggling and this and that. And there's a club and you start off in Detroit and there's New York, there's Los Angeles, there's Vegas, you know, and you have to help bring them down. And during all this, not only will we get an idea of how they do the smuggling, we'll bring them out one by one kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I'm going, all right, I think I've played this game before. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think it was called Need for Speed Undercover. But nah. I, okay, uh-huh. I'm with you. I mean, it's it's new technology. The cars look nice, you know. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, like, I, you start off in Detroit, and they have like you know little little landmarks. It's made by Ubisoft, so it has like that. You want to expand some more of the map? You got to hit the satellite and help link up your GPS, and it expands the map. For what has like little little missions that you can, little driving missions uh-huh. <clears throat> where it's like precision or speed, and and you get parts depending on your rank, and you can add that to your car, uh-huh. and then. Then every, there's like a street racer car, a dirt racer car, a pro racer car, and then there's like, and then there's hidden cars that you have to find the parts for. Like for my dirt racing car, I found all the hidden parts. So I have like a nice, looks like a really nice old classic, classic like 1940s, 1950s kind of okay. drag racer. Yeah. Um, that because I put it all together and I was able, you can kind of paint and customize it. All the customized parts, the headlights are skulls. With the eyes and mouth open, so light kind of comes through. Mm-hmm. I have like black, black, you know, it's black with flames on the side. You know, the hubcaps are skulls that spin when you're driving. It looks pretty badass. Can't really do it in street racing because you know, if you're doing a street race, I need my street my street racing car, mm-hmm. which is a, a challenger. You okay. Know? And, you know, I mean, it's it's a fun game. It's not as detailed as I was kind of hoping for. Like I heard the rumor that it's supposed to be so detailed you can drive up to your house. No. Like my house, uh-huh. is, the closest I get to Pennsylvania is driving through Pawtucket, Pennsylvania. Mm. You know, that's right next door. <clears throat> right, and you know, because they do like little landmarks, and they have like a little Pawtucket fill landmark. Apparently, it looks exactly like the one that's in Pawtucket, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. um, you go to New York, uh, you get to see like the, you know the Empire State Building, but it's all in, like you pull up to these little X's and you hit the button. They're like landmarks, and it does a whole camera spin. Like, oh, look, here's where you are. And, you hit like another button. It gives like a little information about the what you're seeing. Mm. Um, the, the 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 game itself is not bad. It's fun. Like I said, it's it's addictingly fun because you wanted to go to the next race, and it is kind of like you do want to win. Like you have to win every right. race. So if I come in second, I get pissed off, and then you know retry it. You know, <clears throat> like I said, it's. It's definitely pulled me away from Far Cry 4, but I think I'm going to be trading in Far Cry 4 because I didn't like... I'm not liking where the game's going. Okay. The character development on those games, on the on the three characters, mm. is really, like... There's not a good one... Not a good person in the bunch. Because, like I was telling Ed, we're at the point now in the game where the last mission I do... The next mission I do defines who's going to be the leader of the people when, it's, mm-hmm. when you kill the bad guy. Yeah. It's this chick... This guy, mm-hmm. and then you have Pagan Min. He's the big bad guy. He's okay. the guy that, you know, basically is why you're there anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. He wants to go back to the old school India where they have the the goddess who's like a, like a 13-year-old girl. We're going to marry her off to the worthy guys. Mm-hmm. Give her, you know, because that's, that's our traditional values. Mm-hmm. Then you have the female 
female leader. She's the first female leader in this resistance mm -hmm. group, but she's going along the path. Like if you get, if you, if she's going through the path of using the drugs that Pegamin has already established to help fund our fight, their mm. resistance and help building our people back up to where it comes. Mm. Again, I'm okay with that kind of an idea. Like, you know what? Use the bad shit for good. And then when you get yourself plateaued, burn it all down in the ground. Kind yeah. of thing. So I'm like, uh, I don't, so I'm kind of like, I don't like either one of those characters, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, well, you know what? Let me, I'm almost done. Let me go look online to kind of figure out what I, like, what, what I kind of consider, like, how is it even going to end? Because mm -hmm. there's four, five, actually, possible endings. So let me see which one I can morally kind of associate with. Mm -hmm. I don't like any of them, <clears throat> to be honest, because I didn't like what she did at the mm -hmm. end of her storyline. I don't like what he was doing at the end of his storyline. Honestly, the bad guy, he had my best interest almost from day one, the moment I met him. Mm -hmm. It was like, he's not as bad as a guy as I thought he was going to be. And I feel now I feel kind of bad that I'm crumbling his empire because he was actually kind of looking out for me in the end. Yeah. You know, I mean, how that happens, I'm not going to tell you. But then there's a super secret ending where if you start the game, instead of just starting to wander around, he goes and takes a phone call. If you wait 10 minutes, he comes back and he pretty much walks you through the end of the storyline. He brings you to where you need to go. <laughs> and he goes, all right, here you go. Here's everything. I'll see you later. And you're just 20, like... 20 minutes later, I, I spent 60 bucks for this? Yeah, I mean... Like, <laughs> the hell? Done! <laughs> but to me, like that was kind of like that. To me, I would have had rather have had enemy because what he's doing and how he explains it to you, it makes all perfect sense. I'm going, fuck, if I just would have hung around, I wouldn't have to bother with all this shit of overthrowing this and, over uh. and killing that person because in the end, what I wanted to do, I get to do. And I'm like, what? So I'm, so I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I might just trade it in. Because I know if I trade it in at GameStop until the 17th, I, I'll get I'll get a guaranteed 40 bucks out of my 60 buck game. Yeah. Okay. You know? Hey, and I can put it towards something else, like Lego Batman 3. Like, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> something that might be fun. I might get hours of Batman enjoyment. goes batshit nuts. Nah. Yeah. He kills all the Legos. Yeah. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? At least... We call you smashing stuff with a fire poker. <laughs> right, after, right after the Joker says, Did you ever dance with the devil by the pale blue light? What, what, what? did you say? I always ask that of all my prey. You I just get, like the sound of it. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Like, yeah, all right. Crack a pound neck and I'm not there, Michael. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So, I'll probably want to do that. All right. I'm kind of like, yeah, what the fuck, right? It's, it's kind of disheartening when you're playing a game and you go, there's not a single... I mean, I'm okay with like liking bad guys, but I'm just like, so one... <laughs> yeah, but there's no good guy that you have a <coughs> quality with. Yeah, even the bad guys, if they have a good... The only bad guy that I actually like that is... And I wouldn't consider the other two bad guys. I just consider the other two misguided fools. You know, the only guy that I kind of like and appreciate... Is the bad guy, and I'm like, who's hardly in the game in the first place? Yeah, mm. it's it kind of sucks because he's supposed to be your main antagonist, and you want to play in the majority of the game not even anywhere near him. Mm. Like you, you, so far in the game, I think I've account, I've talked to him maybe like twice after the initial greeting, <coughs> and it's just like, oh, all right, all right. So, I mean, 
Yeah, I'm guess I'm, I'm saying like if you haven't bought Far Cry Four yet, not worth it. It's it's fun, but it's not not really like like I thought the third one was great. Yeah, and that made me want to buy the fourth one. And the fourth one's good, but in the end, I'm starting to feel like it's falling apart on me. Okay, like you know, character development or plots. I'm just like, eh, eh, eh. So. all right. Uh, yeah, sorry to go to break on a down note. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll take a break. We'll come back with nerd news. I'm sure we got uh, some good articles. Yes. Woo-hoo! All right, we'll be right back, folks. And we're back. So, uh, how's everybody going? How's everything doing? I was uh, I couldn't hear myself in, the, in my headphones. I'm like, hey, um, am I, I still talking? I, I can hear myself talk, but I can't hear myself talk through the little the little earbud in my ear. Like. Oh no! Yes, we have a perimeter set and everything. Uh, snipers are on the roof. The president will be coming out any moment now. Just uh, you know, keep an eye out. You know, I see something in the south wing. <laughs> Talking to the cuff, my yes. Uh, we have a Roger, 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 Roger. That looks like you can't use Roger. You got to change your name. Yeah, over under. <laughs> Roger over. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, that was part uh, two. Um, if you have any comments about GamerNet, feel free to contact Erica. Just try to be polite. We are human beings after all. Yes. It's my disclaimer for the evening. You can tell I'm really heartfelt about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're entitled to your opinion. I really don't. Pers- I personally don't care. <laughs> no, but uh, I think she would prefer cock pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's Erica with a K. <laughs> Hashtag Gamergate. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a hold of this joystick, honey. <laughs> oh, actually, he sent rooster pictures. He sent rooster pictures, yeah. <laughs> Choke this rooster. <laughs> it's a new game. It's Farmville. Farmville 4. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, there you have it, folks. Um, in part three, though, to tease part three, we talk a lot of casting news. There was a lot of casting news this week in, yes. in, in Geek Dumb History. Yeah. This week in Geek Dumb History. So, yeah, um, so we talk about that. We also talk about a um, an actor trying to um, kickstart a program mm-hmm. to bring back a classic movie or remake a classic picture in an unconventional style. Yeah. So what that might be, you guys just have to tune in. I ain't telling you. This is called a tease for something. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to catch the shenanigans live, you can do so on Sunday nights from 6 to about 9.30-ish Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And if you're an old hat to this program and you're a faithful listener since episode zero, you already know, you already have, or you should go to Geeksters Radio on Facebook and give us a like. And follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. At Geeksters, Geeksters, yes. And Instagram is at Geeksters Radio. Yes. And if you should, you know, you want to share the love and joy of laughter for the holiday season, tell a friend about us. Tell your friends, you know, go to our Geeksters page, Geeksters Radio, and like us, and then click on the little about button to find where you can download the podcast, or tell your friend where you downloaded it. You probably either downloaded it through wordswithgeeks.com, or iTunes. Or a brother of 
many links that you could go to if you go to the about page on Geeks Radio's Facebook. Yeah, wait, well, thank you. Thank you, Ed, for you know, jumping in there. <laughs> but if huh? you want to contact Sean on anything you're talking about, just want to talk to Sean, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. And we'll see you in part three. Did something funny happen? Yeah. You'd never know it. <laughs> <laughs>